Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I'm excited to report all is right in my world again because I found my favorite all-natural toothpaste in Australia. You're probably thinking, what the actual fuck are you talking about? Well, when I was living in the United States, I went through, I've got to say, maybe 15 all-natural toothpaste brands before I found the one I actually liked. And that toothpaste was specifically Tom's of Maine Clean Mint with Fluoride, in case you're interested. When I moved to Australia, that toothpaste was nowhere to be found. I searched high and low for Tom's of Maine, and that just doesn't exist anywhere here. And it wasn't on Amazon, like I couldn't get it shipped from the U.S. to me in Australia without like a $100 shipping fee or something wild like that. There's a couple of things in life I feel like you just don't want to mess with. And for me, it's my morning coffee and my toothpaste. I was super miserable that I was going to have to start this entire process again of curating all of these all-natural brands and finding something that I actually liked. Not only do I have to be okay with the ingredients, but it also has to taste okay, right? It's going in your mouth, and it actually has to leave my mouth with a clean feeling. That's the problem with a lot of all-natural toothpaste I found personally, and it's been a pain point for me for the last few months. So when I moved to Australia a year ago, yes, in case you're wondering, I have been brushing my teeth. It's just a really subpar toothpaste, and I don't love it. It is super clean and it doesn't actually have fluoride in it. And fluoride is something that I do want in there. Cut to today. I found this brand. It comes up on my Instagram and I'm like, this cannot be real. Is this real life? Because things come up on my Instagram all of the time from the U.S. U.S. brands always appear. And also my phone is still a U.S. iPhone. And you have to manually change the settings to a new region, which I haven't yet because my bank account and information is still all open in the U.S., so I still have U.S. apps. Long story short, that's a way of saying I was skeptical when I saw this. I click on it, and it's from this supply warehouse where I buy all of my vitamins and supplements in Australia, and I just felt like it was a message from the universe and the toothpaste gods, all right? They want me to have my toothpaste back. They want peace and order restored in my world. And that's what I'm grateful for today. My fucking toothpaste. I found it. I ordered 10 tubes immediately. And there's no way that I'm going to be forced to buy that shitty baking soda, terrible tasting toothpaste any longer. All I have to say is thank you. Thank you. Thank you, universe, for sending me my toothpaste. 
I cannot wait for it to arrive and I'm going to post about it on Instagram when I receive it so you can all share in the joy with me about how much excitement this brings me. Is it questionable that I'm so excited and grateful over toothpaste? I don't think so. No, I think it's just the right amount of excitement. All right, with that said, let's get into today's topic. Today, we're talking about the cycles of the moon and how to manifest health along with the cycles, and I am pumped for this episode. Firstly, we're going to start with the science, okay, because that's what I like to do, so here we go. I recently found out that when the universe was originally expanding and the earth and the moon were developing, it was unstable and it regularly wobbled on its axis. But as the moon formed, its gravity gave the earth the stability it needed to bring consistency to what was chaotic in terms of climate and weather in the ecosystem at the time. And the earth was not wobbling on its axis so much, so the moon plays a big part in our evolution. It also really helped to ensure that the earth's atmosphere and the conditions weren't dangerous and they were actually conducive to life. So let's be grateful to the moon for that above all else first. Another thing I didn't know about the moon is that it always shows the same face to us. As the moon cycles through its phases, it shows more of its face to us and less of its face to us, but the side of the face that we see never changes. And that's because the moon rotates around its axis in exactly the same time it takes to orbit Earth. I thought that was so interesting and not something I knew before. Okay, let's get into tides. Tides happen because of the gravitational interaction between the moon and the Earth, and most of us know that already. The moon's gravity pulls on the Earth's oceans, creating a sort of bulge in the water toward the moon. The side of the Earth facing the moon experiences a high tide because of that direct pull, right? But simultaneously on the side opposite the moon also has a high tide because it gets left behind as the Earth is pulled towards the moon. The areas at the sides, like 90 degrees away, those experience low tides because the moon's pull is weaker there. And as the Earth spins on its axis, locations go through two high tides and two low tides every day. The sun's gravity also plays a role, creating variations in these tides. When the sun and the moon align, the tides get stronger, like those are called spring tides. And when they are weaker, at right angles, those are called neap tides. So why do we need tides? Tides play a vital role in maintaining the health of coastal ecosystems by influencing nutrient circulation, they support biodiversity, and they shape habitat conditions for our animals in the ocean. All in all, tides help to give and maintain life in our oceans, and that's very important. Okay, quick recap on what we learned so far about the moon. One, it has helped to create a more stable axis for our Earth, and that allowed us to be able to predict weather patterns more easily, and it brought consistency to our ecosystems that allowed us to have life on Earth. Two, we only ever get to see the same side of the moon. And three, it's responsible for our tides, and we need those for our marine life. Now let's talk about lunar cycles. The moon is one of the strongest symbols and connections to feminine energy, and some would say divine energy of the goddess. And that's because the moon and its cycles align with feminine menstrual cycles. They're both 28 days long, and in theory, they'd be connected to each other. 
Obviously, that's not the case in today's world, and that has to do with light pollution and looking at screens all day, and there are a lot of factors that contribute to throwing a woman's cycle off, but those are some. A woman's cycle, in theory, should mirror that of the moon. Now let's talk about phases of the moon. In general, if you get confused, this is what I would come back to. When the moon gets smaller in the sky, the energy wanes. And it's a reduction in energy, and this is the time to reduce things or rid ourselves of them. As the moon gets larger in the sky, the energy increases. And increasing energy is about attraction and growth. Let's talk about when the moon is full in the sky. That is a time where people find it really hard to sleep and their dreams are much more vivid. This is a time where there is the most energy coming from the moon. When there's a full moon, the hospital rosters extra staff on because more women go into labor on that night than any other time of the month. Also, when there's a full moon, the police put extra staff on because people tend to go a little bit crazy. That's because there's so much energy in the atmosphere. So much energy coming from the moon. Let's talk about when the moon is waning, and that means when it's growing smaller in the sky. And that comes right after a full moon. So the moon is full and then it starts to become smaller. That's a time where energy is reducing. And it's also a time where it's good to set intentions with the purpose of ridding something of your life. And that could be removing an obstacle. It could be letting go of something that no longer serves you. It could be also a time to give up a bad habit or work on dissolving a limiting belief. Now let's talk about the new moon or the dark moon. And this is the time where there's no moon visible in the sky at all, right? So we've gone from full moon to moon waning, where it's reducing, to when there's no moon visible. Traditionally, that's a time of rest, a time of introversion. That's a good time to set intention for peace and relaxation and reconnecting with yourself. That is actually one of the best times for us to turn inward and use the energy of that moon for powerful, deep healing. We're going to circle back to that in a little bit, but for now, let's continue. Okay, there's no moon in the sky, and now we're going to the phase where the moon is growing again. It's getting larger in the sky, and that's called waxing. That is a time where we're focusing on growth and expansion, and where you want to set intention for abundance. That's a time where you want to focus on something you're working toward, something you desire. And it's also a good time to be focusing on your manifestation of health and just general vitality. Okay, now we've gone through the phases of the moon. Let's do a little recap. We have the full moon. We have the waning moon, which is when the moon is growing smaller. We have the new or dark moon when there's no moon in the sky at all. And we have the waxing moon where the moon is growing larger. Now let's talk about some other lunar events that are important to cover. Eclipses. A lunar eclipse is when the Earth passes between the sun and the moon, and it casts this shadow onto the moon, and that can only happen at a full moon. A solar eclipse is when the moon passes between the sun and the Earth, and that shadow is projected onto the Earth's surface. So what does an eclipse mean for us? Some people see eclipses as a symbolic representation of renewal or transformation. Another interpretation is that because of the obstruction of these celestial bodies, it might be an opportunity for personal growth and collective growth because we're all slowing down, we're all stopping, and we're embracing a new beginning. 
Another interpretation is that it is a time of heightened energy and cosmic influence, and it's a time where we're aligning with larger cosmic cycles. And this is a time where we reflect and meditate and connect with the natural world. Along with this theme of alignment, it truly is alignment of the sun, moon, and the earth, and that is symbolic of balance and harmony and encouraging us to seek the same balance in our own lives. Okay, we've got a lot going on there with the eclipse, and I love all of those interpretations, so take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't, as always. Now we're going to talk about different types of full moons. We're going to start with the blue moon. The blue moon happens when there are four full moons in a season. And when I say season, I mean spring, summer, fall, winter, because there's usually only three. That is called a seasonal blue moon. The more accepted and newer definition of the blue moon is when there are two full moons in the same calendar month. That is called a calendarial blue moon. And it's a rare occurrence. And fun fact, it happened twice in 2023. The first occurrence was in January and then again in March. This is where we get the saying once in a blue moon because it's so rare. This is the time where we want to focus on our big desires, almost the stuff we think about as a miracle. Like if that thing ever manifested, it would be completely, totally life-changing and it would be the biggest surprise and so unexpected if it manifested. Something I want to clarify about the blue moon. The moon isn't actually blue in color, okay? A lot of people get mixed up about that. The moon remains the same color. It's not blue. It's not tinted blue. There's no color difference. Okay, now let's move on to the supermoon. This is when the moon is full and is closest to Earth, and it looks really big in the sky because it's so close, and it actually influences the oceans and tides much more than normal. The technical definition of a supermoon is that the moon is within 90% of its closest approach to Earth. The supermoon is all about growth and attraction, and this can also be used to focus on your big manifestations like a new relationship, a new job, a big breakthrough with your health, those type of things. The last supermoon was August 1st in 2023, and then next will be August 20 in 2024. Fun fact for you. Sometimes blue moons and supermoons fall on the same date. The last time this happened actually was in August of last year. And that will be the last super blue moon for 14 years. I personally, I knew about it, but I didn't do enough to celebrate that event. I feel like I should have done a big intention setting manifestation ritual or some sort of practice. And I regret not celebrating it now because it's an incredibly rare event and it holds a lot of energy and it would have been the best time to do some really good intention focus setting for 2024. But we're letting go of that and we're moving on and we're going to be prepared for the next one, okay? This episode is timely because it will release tonight for me in Australia and in the morning for everyone in the U.S. and it's going to be a full moon. So what am I going to do to prepare for the full moon? I'm not sure if I'm going to do this every full moon because it's a little bit of a commitment, but I'm diving into it tonight and I'm going to be posting about it all over Instagram. We're at Manifesting Mindset Co. on Instagram, and that's in the show notes too if you forget. So the first thing I'm going to be doing is taking a bath, and I learned all about what I'm going to need to do in this bath from a book called The Enchanted Moon, The Ultimate Book of Lunar Magic by Stacey DeMarco. 
I'm going to link that in the show notes too. And I got a lot of today's information from there. So if you're interested, definitely go get it on Amazon. So this bath is going to be a mixture of sea salt, actually different types of salt, and dried flowers, some herbs, and some essential oils. Then I'm going to be doing a little bit of a ritual for lunar connection, as Stacy calls it. And that involves going out under the full moon, lighting a candle with a bowl of water, repeating what could be called a spell to increase connection and resonance with the moon. That's the part I'm not going to be documenting because it feels very personal, but I'll show you what my bath looks like for sure. What am I also going to be doing? I'm going to be charging my crystals because lunar energy is the best way to cleanse and restore your crystals. Reminder, the only type of moon we don't want to do this under is a blood moon. And I'm going to get into all of that in another episode because there's just not enough time today. But disclaimer, do not charge your crystals under a blood moon. That is a lunar eclipse and there is chaotic, unpredictable energy in the atmosphere and we do not want that. I talked more about that in my crystal magic episode in season one because I actually did charge them under the blood moon and you can hear all about what happened and the repercussions from my mistakes. So go tune into that one if you didn't already. So why do we care about all of this? Why do we care about the phase of the moon and what does it have to do with our health? Well, first of all, let's think about what we're doing within a calendar month and how to align that with the cycles of the moon. When we know the moon is shrinking in the sky, there's less energy available to us. And that isn't the time to be making big, huge plans, taking on significant projects, or putting a lot of energy out into the external world. That is the time to start being mindful about where and how you're spending your energy, and also to release what is draining you from that energy, cutting the energetic cord. In terms of manifestation, we want to intention set, whether that's for our health, wellness, whatever it is, around the time of the new moon. That is about health and well-being. It's about renewal and a fresh start. That is where we want to get clear on what we want out of the next calendar month. And then when the moon is growing in the sky, when it's waxing, that is the time where you're building energy and momentum. That's the time where you're putting more out into the world and you're taking aligned action. Then we get to the full moon, and that's when you step into your power. The moon is the biggest and the brightest in the sky. You have the most energy available to you, and that's where you want to access big power, big magic. That is where you want to especially practice gratitude. Any gratitude practice that you have that resonates with you, it's the time for it. We want to give thanks because any energy we put out there is magnified. It's amplified. That is where you're stepping into the light, literally. I would also say it's the time where you want to think about purpose. We had a whole episode on purpose last week and the importance of finding your purpose and how that's the key to living a long, happy, and fulfilled life. A full moon happens 12 times in a calendar year. That is a great time to reflect and think about what you're doing and where you're going, what resonates with you the most. Take and harness the energy of the moon at that time where you have access to the most of it to figure out what's guiding you in life. What are you doing? What is bringing you fulfillment? And if it's not, let it go. 
This is the time where, especially for women, you're going to have the most connection with nature and what's going on around you. It's the time where you really want to trust your intuition. If you're asking questions about where you're going in life and what you're doing and what's next for you, trust that whatever comes up, even if it's random, even if it seems out of place, even if it seems crazy, that it's the feminine energy guiding you. This is so important for us in terms of our health specifically because it's another way where we can establish and strengthen the mind-body connection. When you're thinking about the phases of the moon, you're reflecting on what energy is available to you and how much you're putting out versus how much you're turning inward. When we're fighting against our bodies and against the moon, we're putting out so much energy and hustling and hustling, but maybe the moon is waning or our energy is waning and it's not good. We don't want to be at war with ourselves internally where we're struggling and fighting and it's like this uphill battle. When maybe we should be waning our energy in alignment with the moon and that's a time where we should just look inward, relax, and conserve our energy. I don't know about you, but I'm tired and exhausted of this hustle work ethic we have. I think and know deep down that spending so much time in a crazy corporate environment contributed to the development of my chronic illnesses. And fighting against myself and the greater forces at work play a part in that. So it's going to be one of my goals and intentions for 2024 to try and work with the cycles of the moon. What do I have to lose? What do you have to lose? I'm in a position, fortunately, where I have control over the energy and what I'm putting out directly when I have to show up and when I don't every single day. I can work when and where I want, and that is a blessing, and I'm grateful for it. But even if you're in the corporate environment, think about deadlines. Can you shift them? Are they flexible? Can you align the busiest parts of your month with the cycles of the moon? What is the worst thing that's going to happen? What is the best thing that's going to happen? Think about that. Perhaps you have more energy than ever before. Maybe you're more productive than ever. Maybe you're able to work less and achieve more because you're fighting less with yourself and you're seeing more progress. In my mind, there's no way I want to continue struggling against forces that are greater than me. And that is the moon and the universe. If the moon is shrinking and there's less energy available, I don't want to fuck around with that. And that's just me. You know, take this or leave this. I think this episode is where some people are going to be really into it and really excited about it and they're going to want to try it out. And other people are going to be like, that was interesting, but not for me. And that's okay. As with everything, take what you want and leave the rest. As long as something resonated with you, my job is done. So what do I want you to work on this week? Well, if you want to and you're excited about it, try this out. Think about the moon and start to plan your activities and commitments and deadlines accordingly with those cycles. Given that it's a full moon tonight or tomorrow for you, I'm going to be stripping back and not putting as much out there over the next few weeks while the moon is waning, while it's shrinking, and I'm going to see how that goes for me. And then I might do another ceremony and intention-setting practice around the new moon. I think twice a month is something I can commit to. We'll see. If I do do that, I'll be sure to post it on social, but you should try it out. There's no risk. It's a risk-free activity. There's just so many rewards that we can reap from trying this, so I do encourage you to get out of your comfort zone 
and think about aligning your energy with the moon. There are a couple of resources if you're interested in this that I'm going to put in the show notes. One of them is an app that I have on my phone and it's completely free. I just mentioned that my phone is still on the U.S. Apple Store, whatever. I don't know if it's available in Australia, but it's called Moon Plus. It's free and it will tell you how long until the full moon, what phase the moon is currently in, and what percentage of the moon is showing every single day. Also, if you share your location, it's going to give you the direction of the moon, which is so cool. I love it. It will also give you the times where the moon rises and sets and a bunch of other information for the calendar month. This isn't an ad. It's just something I'm really into and I like a lot. And it does give me notifications, which you can opt into or out of, but I do like them. Another good resource for you is the book I mentioned, The Enchanted Moon, and I'm going to put that link in the show notes too. It is very witchy, it's very magical, but it does have a lot of good information about manifestation and connecting with the moon. I'm going to do another episode on the moon, not soon, but in the future, because there are things we didn't get to talking about today. If you did like this one, please rate, review, and follow the show if you haven't already. A rating takes less than five seconds, and I would love to get some feedback from you. It does make a world of difference to me, and I love seeing those new ratings come in. So please do the universe's work, give your girl a five-star review, or anything really, but I would love to get some feedback. Thanks for listening today. That's all I've got for you. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.